Welcome to your home with Team Gale at Caldwell Banker Seacoast Advantage, the show for buyers, sellers, owners, and investors. We're here to give sage real estate advice and take your calls regarding buying, selling, and owning your home. Brought to you by Alpha Mortgage. Good morning, everyone. This is Jack Gale with Team Gale. In the studio this morning is uh, Tom Gale. Good morning, Tom. And we also have our uh, guest this morning is uh, Branson Pierce with Home Spectre. Good morning, Branson. Good morning, guys. Hey, and if everybody that's out there has any real estate-related questions, you can give us a call. Uh, our duty agent is uh, area code 910-541-1212. You can contact uh, them, and they will be happy to help you. Um, anyway, uh, Branson, uh, Home Specters, exactly what does Home Specters do? Uh, we're a home inspection company here in the Wilmington area. We also provide uh, pest control services and wind mitigation inspections for your insurance needs. Okay, and how would uh, somebody want, if they wanted to talk to you about pest inspections or wind mitigation or home inspections, how would they get up with you? Uh, they can contact us by email, which is homespectors at bellsouth.net, or they can give us a call at area code 910-815-6664. And how long have you been doing home inspections and pest inspections? Uh, 13 years now. Okay, so you've got a lot of wealth of experience. Uh, yes, every day you get new experience in this business, that's for sure. Well, and Team Gale covers all of southeastern North Carolina from Jacksonville down into, you know, Brunswick County and whatever else. Is, is that your same territory as well, or what areas do you cover? Uh, the same area. We'll uh-huh. go to Jacksonville down to the South Carolina line. Okay, all right, good. And how far north? Um, inland, uh, we try not to go past Burgall, typically. Uh, occasionally we end up in the Wallace area, but we try to stay closer to uh, the 17 area if possible. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And as far as uh, home inspections, how, do they, uh, how, how are they normally priced? Uh, home inspections uh, typically are uh, based off of square footage, year built, foundation type. Um, and basically, typically they start out around the 325 to 350 range. Um, if you if the house is built on the crawl space, it's going to be a little bit more. Obviously, it's going to add more time and uh, and typically uh, not so great places to in, endeavor there also. But uh, the um, and then if you want a pest inspection, a termite inspection, there's uh, an additional charge for that as well. Okay. And as far as uh, inspections, do you need to be licensed? Yes, in North Carolina, you have to be licensed through uh, the Department of Insurance. Um, and to become licensed, you either can uh, be a architect, general contractor, or engineer. And if you don't meet one of those three criteria, then you have to go through a education program through the Department of Insurance uh, through one of their licensed and improved home inspectors. Um, and after that point, uh, you have to go uh, take the test in Raleigh. And uh, if you pass that, then uh, they will grant you a license. And is there any kind of continuing ed with uh, home inspections? Yes, sir. Um, up until this year, we have been doing uh, 16 hours of continuing education. Now that has dropped back down to 12 hours a year. Okay. All right. And, um, you know, typically uh, about how long does a home inspection normally take, say, for a, you know, a 1,500-square-foot house? Uh, 1,500 square foot. If it's on the slab, uh, you're looking a couple hours. Uh, if it's a crawl space, we're going to be pushing three hours, maybe three and a half hours. Uh, if the, if the property is older and has quite a few defects, you know, that, that could be pushing three and a half, four hours. Because you're taking pictures and writing down notes of all these defects, right? That's correct. And then if the client's there also, the buyer, uh, that tends to slow things down as we explain things during the inspection process as well. Okay, and uh, but if somebody wants to uh, 
kind of check in with you instead of uh, being there for the whole thing? Uh, can they just show up at the end and kind of you recap? Is that would be? Oh yes, that would be uh, that would be awesome if they would, if all clients would do that. They'd come in at the end, and and that way you I feel like you're going to get a better home inspection as well. You know, we're would be like less likely to miss something due to uh, the client pulling us in a different direction as well. Well, and with it being under the insurance commission now, you guys, uh, uh, I guess they've kind of standardized the, the types of reports to some degree? Uh, we do have uh, standardized report writing, uh, which is uh, DDID, which is Determine, Describe, Implication, and Direction with each defect that you find and report on. Um, there is no standardized report as of yet, they tried that a few years ago, and uh, the lobbying power pretty much blocked that. Gotcha. Um, so um, I think for realtors, it might be a, an advantage to have a standardized report. Um, but for the inspector, you know, we all kind of write things in a different manner, use different implications and so forth. So it, it would be a little bit more stressful on the inspector if we did have a standardized report unless they did standardize uh, statements for us as well. Okay. And so everything that you write down on your report, is that something that, that you would you know suggest that uh, uh, buyers or if, if a seller is getting a pre-inspection, that they fix everything that, that you note on the report? Or, or what's your you know kind of guidelines there? Uh, typically, uh, you know, with a client, I suggest that they do all safety concerns, which typically is electrical, uh, structural defects. Um, moisture intrusion in this area is, is pretty key, especially on the beach properties, and then the crawl spaces have high moisture in this area also. Uh, but, you, you know, obviously you, you don't want the client to be asking the seller for everything because that tends to upset the seller if you ask for a, a door that doesn't latch or um, uh, a loose doorknob or something like that. It, that tends to upset the seller. There's a little weather stripping that's needed on one of the exterior doors or yes. something like that. So. Um, but in, in our in our case, we list those things so the client knows, and then they can make that repair once they gain uh, gain the property for themselves. You know, it makes it a lot easier to tighten up a doorknob and and fix a striker plate than it is to ask the seller to do that. Sure. Well, and one thing too that uh, the North Carolina standard offer to purchase that realtors use um, says that the property is being sold in its current condition. So, I mean, people should be taking those things into account, especially if you see a water stain on the ceiling. As a buyer, your offer should, you know, be taking into account that, you know, that, you know, hopefully the roof leak itself has been fixed, but, you know, that there is a stain there or that, you know, if the I'm trying to think of other things along those lines. The weather stripping would be a good example where if you can visually see the uh, through the door um, uh, when when you're making that offer, then that's something that you know is kind of taken into account when you've written your well, offer. It should be noted in the uh, offer to purchase as well. I mean, if you notice that the windows are fogged, say that you know I've I've seen the window in the master bedroom is fogged. Just note that. Right, and, and it, absolutely, yeah. If, if you know when you're submitting your offer that that's something that you're going to ask for, uh, you're going to create a lot less headaches down the road if you go ahead and ask for that up front as opposed to waiting until you get the home right. inspection report to note those visual things. Of course, Branson's going to be up in the attic and in the crawl space and things like that that you wouldn't notice. Um, and he's going to turn on the uh, uh, shower head and notice if it's you know not operating and whatever else. So things that you wouldn't be doing beforehand. Um, but definitely, uh, if you can, as a seller, uh, get the pre-inspection report done before you even put it on the market, that's going to alleviate the most concerns. Um, but if you're a buyer uh, and you notice visual things, definitely go ahead and write it into your offer and just say, hey, we're going to want this fixed, uh, or you know, uh, or we're going to want a lower price as a result. If anybody out there has any questions for Branson or any one of us here at the studio, you can give us a call at. 
910-332-6390. That's 910-332-6390. We'd love to hear from you. But, yeah, I've been pre-inspections. I think, you know, I try to talk a lot of uh, or most of my sellers into uh, – Getting one. Uh, newer homes it, it still can have problems. I've seen brand new homes have issues, right, Branson? No, oh, yeah, yes, definitely. Um, especially, you know, with this artificial stone veneer that's out there now, that, you know, very seldom do you see that installed and applied properly. Um, and uh, there kind of has the same concerns as the synthetic stucco with moisture wicking up behind the stone. Uh, so time will tell how good or not so good of a product that's going to be. Um, and unfortunately, you're starting to see a lot of that being installed on new construction. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, stone veneer is not supposed to con- come in contact with the ground or paved surfaces. And I think I've seen two or three houses where that was the case. Mm-hmm. The rest of them, uh, they're running the stone all the way to the slab and all the way to the ground. And it uh, could potentially cause a, a wicking of moisture up behind the stone veneer. Okay. Um, anyway. You know, as far as the types of problems that you see, I mean, you know, you mentioned, you know, moisture. You know, what are some of the typical problems that, you know, that you see on the inspection report, say, for a house that's maybe 10 years old? Uh, a house that's 10 years old, uh, typically we, we run into a lot of things that were not completed during new construction, uh, things that subcontractors didn't finish or complete. Uh, the GC did not catch those before the house closed or uh, the homeowner did not do a home inspection before they bought the new construction. So 10 years down the road, we have those areas of missing insulation in the attic or moisture intrusion due to uh, improper flashing or um, uh, ductwork that's not properly installed. Um, you run into a lot of items like that where it should have been called on original construction. Well, and that's the the type of thing that, you know, like you say, with the new construction, it's good that that we go ahead and get those. Certainly um, a seller uh, or a buyer that pays that extra money up front is going to be saving on their heating and cooling bills if that insulation is there. Um, so I know that, that when you are buying a house, you've got other expenses, the, the moving cost itself and uh, closing costs and whatever else. And so people are hesitant to, to spend any more than money than they absolutely have to, um, but that's the type of thing where it'll save you every month if that insur- uh, if that insulation is in there. No, if you look, yeah, if you look at it a dollars and cents perspective, you know, we'll say the house costs one hundred thousand dollars and the inspection is three hundred twenty-five dollars. I mean, that's that's a, a the minuscule portion of the cost of the, the home, and I mean that's uh, right. Uh, and if it's saving you, you know, five or ten bucks per month on your power bill for the next ten years, that that you know is, is more than paper. Or, pay for or worse than that is if you know you've got a flashing issue that you don't notice or catch right away. And it just kind of starts seeping in and gets worse over time. We've seen that where you all of a sudden you have a major problem later on down the road. Well, and a lot of times builders will provide a new home warranty um, that covers things for a year. So it'll catch some of that stuff, um, but some of that stuff won't rear its ugly head for two or three years. And uh, certainly insulation is something that you're just throwing that money out the window and you don't even know it. Right. And then if you go, you know, how many people go under the home in the crawl space? I mean, probably... You know, one in a hundred go under the house or try to store something under the house oh, after, yeah. they, after they buy it. Yeah, that, uh, from the looks of uh, most crawl spaces in this area, I'd say very seldom do <laughs> homeowners go underneath there. <laughs> uh, and uh, one other thing that you had commented about, too, is the fact that you do uh, wood destroying pest inspections as well, which is uh, uncommon for home inspectors, I think, in our area to do. And it's it's great for everyone involved, uh, the buyer and uh, the uh 
whoever's the, the realtor that's lining it up, it's one less appointment that they have to schedule and one less thing that they have to pay if it's all rolled into one. Uh, if a seller's living in the home, it's one less uh, time that they have to open up their house for an inspection and things like that, too. So it's a nice convenience and, and uh, for everyone involved to, to have you being able to do both. Yeah, it, it, it saves you guys a lot of time. Like you said, it saves the seller a headache of having to open the door up or or take the kids out of the house and the dogs out of the house just for another appointment whenever we can get it done all at one time. And then it's also going to be probably a, a monetary savings for the person as well because you're already out there. You're able to do it at a discounted rate. So. That's correct. And uh, it, it and I think in actuality you're getting a better wood destroying insect report as well versus um, a, uh, a pest control company sending the guy out. He's there 30 minutes maybe. Uh, I'm going to be there for two and a half, three hours, and I'm going to be moving at a lot slower pace than the pest control professional out there. So there's a you know a greater chance I might see a, a difficult area uh, that would normally not be caught. Matter of fact, I know that uh, case in point, we had uh, Branson and, uh, and I were working on a house downtown earlier this, uh, this past summer, and uh, we had a, a home inspector that was hired by somebody else to come out and look at the home. And they, the home uh, had an addition, I believe, if memory serves me correctly, and the first home inspector only went under half of it and didn't go under the other half. Yes, and, uh, and the, you know, that's going to be um, up to each individual inspector's, you know, decision as to how far they take things. Um, obviously, a smaller crawl space, you know, a larger guy's not going to be able to fit underneath there. Um, and then, you know, sometimes if there's uh, electrical concerns underneath there, we may write that up and, and, and not venture any further just for our own safety as well. Well, and I have seen there are some crawl spaces where literally it's four or six inches, and, and obviously even a smaller guy can't yes. get underneath there. And, of course, you'll, you'll just note that accordingly, right? That's correct. And uh, and, and typically underneath those type types of homes, we do have moisture issues and so forth as well because there's not much room for ventilation. Um but luckily, uh, by today's standards, we're not seeing homes constructed like that anymore. But, uh, you, you know, you get pre-50, and it's hard to tell what type of crawl space you're going to end up with or what type of construction method you're going to end up with as well. What, and you mentioned also that you do um, wind, you know, wind intrusion as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, there's uh, starting um, – some insurance companies are now starting to offer discounts dependent on how the house is constructed and uh, what type of uh, protection you have for wind and hail. Um, if you have impact-rated windows or shutter systems, there is a discount available through um, the joint underwriters um, on your wind and hail policy. I think it's somewhere right around 6%. If you have a full hip roof, it's a 6% discount off your wind and hail insurance uh, just for having a full hip roof. Other than that, you have to be um, uh, fortified, and that's a program out of Tampa, Florida, uh, it's dependent on um, secondary moisture barriers at the roof, impact-rated windows and shutters, and a continuous load path from the roof to the foundation. But uh, on the fortified, if you get the gold designation, you know, you're just about a 20% discount off your wind and hail insurance. Wow. Um, but there is quite a bit of cost involved there as well, uh, especially if it's a beach house and you got 45 windows, and now instead of just a standard DP-rated window, we're going impact-rated you have definitely increased the cost of that construction mm-hmm. um, by thousands of dollars. Sure. Uh, but if it's something that you're going to maintain and hold for a good uh, period of time or something you're going to pass through the family, it might not be a bad idea to go ahead and, and build it right the first time and uh, save money on insurance over the 
yours. Well, and the peace of mind, I think, is obviously worth something as well, too, for people to just know that their house is as secure as they can make it. So. Oh, yes. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, down in Galveston, Texas, that hurricane hit um, within the last 10 years, and there were six or seven houses left on the point of that uh, inlet right there, and all of them were fortified. So it speaks volumes that the construction methods do work mm-hmm. if people will take the time and money to do it right yeah. the, the, pro- the proven way. Okay, good. Well, and yeah, I know in, in North Carolina they used to not give any sort of discount for, for building things to a higher standard, and they finally started taking that into account, which is nice. Yes, uh, especially, uh, as you know, the insurance concerns on the coastal communities now, um, they, they definitely want to increase our rates as much as possible. So if, if we can take steps like this to prevent that and keep the costs down, it hopefully will help us all. Yep. One other thing, too, that you'll, you'll uh, put on your reports, too, is, is you'll refer people to a plumbing contractor or an air conditioning contractor. Uh, and I know that sometimes people will feel like, oh, I just I, I paid you to do an inspection. Yes. Uh, you, you got anything to say to that? Yes, that, that, is, uh, that goes back to our standards of practice. We are required to tell you that um, um, we are the licensed home inspector. Uh, by, our, by our licensure board, we're the guy that's supposed to come in and give you the defect uh, what might happen and why, why is this a concern and who should look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, our standards do not um, call for us to give you the reason and the method of repair um, for liability reasons. And two, we do not hold a license in that particular field. So let's say there's a, uh, a problem with your heat pump. I can't just say, hey, you're a couple pounds low on Freon or you got a bad capacitor. Uh, we have to refer a mechanical contractor to come out there and give you that information. And as a home inspector, you're not uh, allowed to uh, affect any repairs at all? No. No, we are not. And uh, just like, uh, you know, the as far as testing your, <coughs> excuse me, your mechanical, we're not allowed to take off uh, the front panel of your air handler either, um, unless it's easily accessible, say, through a return grade or um has a homeowner maintenance inspection port, which most units do not. So we're very limited sometimes owner mechanical inspection to a, a temperature differential. Um, as far as the uh, condition of the furnace coals, a lot of times we can't see that. Um, so with an older unit and so forth, it's not a bad idea to have a separate mechanical inspection sometimes on those units. Okay, but yeah, basically, I mean, there, there's not going to be a home inspector out there that's going to be able to uh, to give them the full answer on any of those types of additional items. No, okay. no. Um, One of the things that I've uh, seen, and I know Tom has as well, is when you're uh, representing a buyer or sometimes a seller and you have uh, the buyer say, I've got uh, my Uncle Bill is a uh, licensed contract. I want him to do the home inspection as well. You know, uh, we tell him uh, that it's it's great that he's a home inspector and he's welcome to go take a look at it. But as far as making any suggestions about repairs, we really can't do that because he's not a licensed home inspector. Well, and it also complicates things that if mm-hmm. it's your uncle that's the one that's writing it up and submitting it to the yeah, seller, right. then then you know they're they're not an uh, uh, you know independent it's, third right. party. It's, it's not an arm's length, uh, you know. Uh, 
view on the problem. Right, exactly. Um, so, and then of course they're they're not doing it day day in and day out too. So they may very well miss something that that Branson through his uh, systematic process would catch uh, when when he's doing his as well too. So uh, certainly, you know, yeah, absolutely check it out. And frankly, I'd love for you know their uncle to check it out before they submit that offer because if we can say, absolutely. hey, there's a fogged window, let's you know uh, make you fixing that a part of our offer, that can be done, and and that definitely it makes things easier because frankly, um, as we started talking about earlier. Um, you negotiate the purchase price between the buyer and seller, and then you get your inspections done, and you negotiate any uh, repairs that need to be done as a result. And a lot of times, those repairs can be a bigger sticking point than the purchase price itself, because the seller said, you know, to themselves anyway, "Well, that's as low as I can go. I have no more money to be able to negotiate." And now, all of a sudden, you're asking for two thousand dollars worth of additional repairs. Well, I, I, you know, that that's a deal breaker for me, and, and the deal falls apart. Um, so again, if we can make that a part of the initial discussion, then uh, the secondary discussion becomes m- very minimal, if at all. Right. So you you guys see more uh, problems, obviously, instead of negotiating a price, you see uh, more problems. Negotiating the problems. Negotiating the inspection reports. The the seller, you know, sometimes comes off in the price, and then all of a sudden you have all of these problems. I've got five five fog windows. uh, The insulation is missing or the vapor barrier is missing, and we're looking at, you know, as Tom said, $2,000, $3,000 worth of additional expense. And the seller says, I've already dropped my price X dollars, and now I've got to come up with this additional money, and I'm, I need that, that money to uh, take to my next house, and then you just kind of get uh, angry about it and, and forget what the, um, what the uh, purpose of the selling the home is all about, is getting to the next home. Well, and that's a good point, too, is a lot of times it becomes emotional at that point. It's yes. no longer right. uh, uh, just about the price. It's, a, you know, well, I refuse to do it just out of principle, and, and so, yeah, it creates issues, definitely. But, again, that goes back to the why doing a seller inspection beforehand they can post it to the mls so all buyers can see hey either i fixed it or i'm not fixing it and therefore you can take it into account when you submit your offer again um but but doing that pre-inspection report really helps to again alleviate a lot of those uh hurdles later on down the road so uh uh, i'm curious without uh giving anything away as far as who it might have been for what what kind of craziness uh, have you seen um uh you know any horror stories of you know cross space things or, or whatever else um, yeah, I, I did have one in town here uh, within the last six months where um had a LVL up in the valley of the attic and the um, had a roof leak. And you could take your hand and put it through the LVL in the valley of the roof. And that was about a fifteen to $20,000 repair just from one roof leak. Wow. Um, the leak obviously was occurring for a long period of time and just slowly worked on that piece. And now we have to disassemble the roof structure, bring a crane in, and bring a new LVL and and set it in place. So something as simple as a small roof leak just costs thousands of dollars. And that's what we were alluding to earlier when we were saying that that might be a reason why I want to get a home inspection for a new home. Yes, yes, definitely. And and I had one um, in Brunswick County not too long ago. It was new construction. Uh, Superintendent showed up towards the end of the inspection, was wondering how much longer I had before I was completed. And I informed him that I would be done as soon as I finished the crawlspace inspection. The superintendent looked at me and said, we did not build a crawlspace here. And we only built a slab home. And sure enough, the house was built on a crawlspace. Um, <laughs> the buyer just so happened wanted them to build a crawlspace. And uh, brand new construction, they sealed the crawlspace, um, 
put a dehumidifier in there but didn't have the power on for about three or four months. So we had quite a bit of mold growth mm-hmm. up underneath this brand new house that should have, you know, been caught, you know, by the building inspector and others as well. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening this week. Uh, you were listening to Team Gale and Tom Gale here in the booth. And, and, and Branson Pierce at Home Inspectors. So uh, thanks, Branson, for joining us. Thank have you a great guys. week, everybody. Thanks. Thanks.